right, so as I mentioned, we're here with the legend Dat Win. And Dat, first, thank you so much for being on. We've never been clicked. This is a, a huge honor for us. And and Jay and Jimmy and I are all huge fans of yours. Thank you. Well, well, my pleasure, and uh, thank you for having me. It's always great to get on get on the radio show and talk about our, our Aggie. Awesome, awesome. So first, I wanna I wanna ask you about the uh, the AFCA Coaches Trophy uh, presented by Amway. You're actually heading back to Texas A and M this weekend to uh, make an appearance with the trophy, and I believe you're the first player to do so. Could you tell us a little bit about how you got connected with the AFCA and and what you're thinking about this experience? Yeah, so it's kind of funny they presented to me uh, a few weeks back and. Uh, it was something that they've been doing with former coaches for for many years. You know, every year that you watch a, a game at night or a game during a big game, uh, they usually show you, hey, there's a national championship trophy, the AFCA trophy that, hey, Nick Saban recently held up uh, at the national championship game this past season. So they go to about eight to ten schools or every ten games uh, – during the season, and uh, fortunately, A&M was uh, the first one with Clemson, obviously, this big game coming up. Uh, so they said, hey, why don't we get a former player from the school now that we're going to the other location or whatever school it is. So uh, they presented to me, and I was like, wow, that's kind of a cool idea. And I said, what do I do? And they said, well, hey, you take pictures, get the holy crystal, crystal football up, like you won the national championship. And I was like, oh, man, this is kind of cool for the, the fans get to experience this, uh, that most – for us, we haven't won a national championship. I didn't get a chance to win a national championship, but guess what? Now there's hope for maybe to be there on in College Station and in Aggieland that will allow our fans, so maybe our, our players and our coaches to see, wow, one day we might be able to do it with the new era under Jimbo Fisher. Awesome. With with the trophy being there at Kyle Field, I'm just going to go ahead and credit Jimbo Fisher with a national championship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm with you on that, man. I, you know, they, they asked me, like, what do you think about this team? I was like, yeah, they haven't played much or they played one game. And I was like, hey, you know what? I can tell you one thing that really impresses me with Jimbo Fisher. And I said, this was the first year that they did a two-signing meaning they can sign in December and they can sign high school students, uh, student athletes in the regular February. And as we all know, today is not like it was in the back, uh, in the past, Jay, as we all know how we're getting recruited out of high school. It's, it's much more complex now where you got social media. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and for us, like I was like, golly, so – Everybody that's committed or knowing where they're going to school, guess what? They're going to sign in December. And all the good players already know. They're going to start early and they're going to go to school, right? And they're going to be midterm in enrollment. And, and February came around like, God, oh, there's not many guys left. Man, all the good ones are gone. And guess what? Jimbo Fisher and his staff pulled out a, a remarkable finish, in my opinion, for a guy that just came to A&M a few, few months. He might have been in two months or so. And now he's signing all these big names, guys, and hopefully they pan out. But we all understand about recruiting. But guys, uh, a five-star, four-star coming from California that he pulled. So, man, that was an amazing job, an amazing foundation he set for the first recruiting class uh, under Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It was incredible to see him work. Yeah, and hopefully this year will uh, it will alleviate some of the stress for fans by signing most of those big names in December, so we can kind of relax between December and February. 
And you, you alluded to kind of changes in the way that the recruiting process works. So I want to take the opportunity to ask you, uh, in the state of Texas, I've heard some rumblings that maybe they don't quite make homegrown linebackers the way they used to with all the seven on sevens and the, the more offensive orientation. Have you observed anything in the state about linebacker talent over the past decade or so? Yeah, well, the game has changed so much, man. I think Jake and you can attest to this. The game has changed from a running uh, a 60%, maybe 7% running to 30% passing back then when we used to play. Now it's the other way around. It's 70% passing, 30% running in most teams. And, and when you do that at all levels, from peewee to you know, high school and, and to collegiate, guess what? You're going to lose that position because – all that position now becomes, hey, it's a strong safety playing linebacker. And then guess what? When you make it to the National Football League, hey, you line up, you better get, you better know how to get in the stands, you know how to, be, you know how to shake and shed them and, and, and get to the football. And that's the hardest thing that I have witnessed. You know, I was at a and for a couple of years under Mike Sherman coaching linebackers. And I can tell you that might have been the hardest position for me to recruit, even though I knew there were some great players. But it wasn't natural when you say, hey, everything is space. And you got to get space. You got to get athletes. But then, guess what? When they run the football, they can't take on alignment, and they can't get off the block, and they can't get to the ball. They can't make tackles, whatever it is. So that's the most challenging position, I think, uh, for anybody uh, to recruit because the linebacker position, like you said, uh, nowadays we run more of 11 personnel, meaning that three receivers, one tight end, one running back, or really four receivers and one running back, or five receivers and no running back. And guess what? You don't, want a, you don't want a linebacker in there that's 230 pounds trying to cover a receiver or a, a little running back. So so I think that's where the game has transformed. But at the end of the day, though, I think, Jay, you can say this, too. Like, you still got to win at the line of scrimmage. You still got to run the football. You still got to establish a line of scrimmage at any kind of uh, uh, offense that you run. Uh, games are going to win. You, you can score a lot of points and win and beat – teams that are not that good, but when you start playing the good team, the Alabama, the Auburn, the Clemson, you better, you better be able to run the football and you better really be established to, to, to stop the run if you want to win. Thanks so much, Dad. We, uh, we really appreciate your time. I know you're really busy and, and having a lot of success in your, your post-playing career. So we are all looking forward to seeing you at Kyle Field with the AFCA Coaches Trophy presented by Amway on Saturday. Yeah, come on by. Take a picture, man. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Dad. Listen, people, I know you feel changed. Keep away because we've never been clicked yet.